I'm Izzy, and my guest today is super, super dope. He's someone that has yet to be on a podcast, and I was super, super honored to be the first one, uh, while also just having a really dope conversation with him. Uh, he's the senior manager of merchandising at Crocs, and he does such dope stuff. He's a fellow Latino, and just someone that I felt the industry should definitely hear from, and I am just super honored to have him on. So, Pedro, thanks for joining me today. Hey, Easy. Thanks for having me. Super excited to be here. Um, follow your work. So, I'm super humble uh, for your invitation. And, uh, yeah, let's have some fun. What have you picked up recently? Like, any shoes that you've picked up? Anything like that? Yeah, I will. I have to, to highlight my, um, you know, my company for sure. Uh, <laughs> we, we are in a heat with the Crocs Echo Clock, which is... Uh, Kind of a um, streetwear-inspired clog. Super dope right now. Um, it's doing pretty well. So that's what I'm wearing recently. You're in South Florida, correct? Yes. Yes, I'm in the Miami Florida area. Yep. South Florida. Where, like, you, you seeing a lot of Crocs on feet down there? It's crazy. Yeah, actually, uh, um, we have been doing some market in the South Florida area. And uh, it's super dope to, to see people wearing Crocs uh, everywhere. And, and in a big variety of of um of them right like from your dads and, and and grandparents to all the way down to young kids and and fashion streetwear and style um enthusiasts so it's super cool it's an amazing um to see um you know people people comfy uh deciding probably com comfortable shoes than you know just uh this is a regular shoe, so uh, it's super dope to see it was finally close to 80 degrees up in milwaukee yesterday and yeah. Uh, I busted out the Salehi Crocs, the yeah. black pair, yeah. for the first time this summer, and I was like, "Wow, these, these just hit perfectly." Yeah. I wore them out in Arizona as well, and they're just like you mentioned, comfort. Absolutely. There's gonna be people that listen to the show that may not know who you are, uh, your story, or anything like that. Do you want to give a quick intro as to who you are and what that role really entails? Yeah. Well, I'm Pedro. Um, I have been in the, uh, I'll say, fashion industry for a little bit over 15 years, studying retail chains, um, and then I landed in, in, in Crocs uh, in the, for the marketing side of, of the business. So that was a little bit of my background, it's more marketing. And then, um, yeah, I ended, I ended in, in Merch, which is something I love because you touch so many aspects of, of, um, of the final product. Um, so you get to, you know, provide feedback and, and, and um, trends and what you're seeing, what your retailers are telling you um, that you see the end product and it's like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. So in that, I, really, I, I really think that that gave me a little bit more, more a full view of a, of a final product than when I was in marketing, uh, which was like, okay, here's a product, do amazing thing with it, which I love. And I always bring some of that to my to my takes uh, when I when I provide feedback, so definitely that's something that um, helps me um, and shape me for for what I for what I do right now. A little bit of me. I'm from Puerto Rico. I'm from I'm from Ponce. I'm from the South. Yeah, I mean, super. Um, as a kid, super into into fashion. Was the latest um, a lot of surf brand when I grew up. So I that was a little bit of my background. But then went into full fashion. Um, all the brands uh, that. Um, that were super big in Puerto Rico by then. Who were those brands? Um, so I remember Ruka was one of them. 
um, Volcom was having a huge moment in the surf yeah. industry. Um, and then, and then I started to, you know, kind of going through that, you know, streetwear meeting surf and like, like, you know, mainstream, yeah. um, which was like, yeah, you don't have to select if you like rock alternative, you have to dress like this or if you right. are more surf you have to dress like that and if you're more streetwear you have to dress like that it's like i think i i came out in, in a very sad moment when everything merged um mm -hmm. and for me it was like pfft. um Ooh. really like that merge um from from all aspects of the fashion industry and um but yeah so i i was like bombarded with a lot of brands and a lot of weight of of fashion obviously coming from the island um, it's, it's cool to, you know, kind of dress comfy and loose, um, mm -hmm. which definitely is a good take for the brand that I work now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So speaking on the surf, yeah, were you fully in to surf yourself? Like, were you actually surfing or, yeah. and, or were you just a person wearing the apparel? Like, did you have the shark tooth yeah. necklace and everything like that too? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> surf was like, you know. Um, it was kind of a way to probably like, you know, it was the times of the MTVs yeah. um, and then you're seeing bands like Blink-182 and you see Simple Plan and bands like that wearing like those like uh, big brands, whether it's Hurley, Volcom. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, and the only way you can find those, at least in Puerto Rico, was in surf, um, in surf chains. So that's more or less how, you know, I kind of like identify um, those brands. And then like obviously seeing, um, you know, growing up from, from Puerto Rico, the sneaker world was, was very huge, very popular um, from Jordans to, you know, all the way to, to Filas. Um, so it was, uh, it was a, a, a big, big hit there. But then again, like there was a moment in time where everything kind of merged. And yeah. it's like, this is a great moment for the fashion industry because you don't have to, again, pick a side. You just like mix them all over. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. So when we speak on your time on the island, what was that like? You're into fashion and everything like that, but we've had multiple people on the show. Obviously, I have family and everything like that where they've told me like the, the upbringing is go be a doctor, go be a lawyer, go be this, go be this, like for sure you make it type of job. So where was like, how was that perceived when you made that switch and said, I'm going to go into fashion? Yeah, it's, I think to your point, that's something that I always, I have uh, two sisters that are, are educators and I always try to kind of um, mention them and challenge them in terms of like, you know, there, there's kids, there, there's um, children out there that are, they show what they want to be very early. It's just mm -hmm. a matter that it needs just that push from someone to say, hey, I think you, you might like this. And there is a full career um, mm -hmm. of, of that. And, 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 but to your point, like our culture um, uh, worries way too much so you, that you can be successful and, and you should be, you know, uh, will position in life and in order to do that you need to be good college and be uh you know the regular um, careers that you hear uh, whether it's your doctor engineer or lawyer um a teacher um and all those things and and uh, early early in, in in my um 
in my younger life, I understood that I had some kind of a creative side in me. Mm -hmm. I never thought that you can actually, you know, have a career on that, around that because my, my environment didn't provide that. Uh, it was always like, again, like the major's careers. Um, and then like, uh, when I was, uh, I'm going to tell you a quick little story. When I was in high school, um, I, I work on, on a big tournament that never happened. We used to have a basketball tournament that invites mm -hmm. a lot of schools. Um, and it, our, uh, every school have their own and ours was very small. It was one day, a couple of teams, something small, not too crazy. And then I was like, hold on. I think like we have a good facility here where we can expose our, our, our team, our school and, and do something bigger. And then I, I met with, the um, one of the, um, Be big beverage brand um, that happens to be in the in a in an activity that I was not part of anything like that. It was randomly there, and I mentioned that, and and, and the person was like, "You just tell me what you need," and I was like, "Really? Yeah, we can sponsor it." And I was like, "Let's do it. Let's do a big one, a big tournament where we can expose our school and stuff like that, and do something big." And then it, it came out to life like super super good, and I wow. think until until today that's still still happening so um for me it was like you know there there is something there that i would would have loved to someone say i mean that that's good like that thing right. you were part of like like you can do a career on, on uh, out of that so i it never crossed my mind until i was like very into you know um very into my regular um, um, job that I was like, nah, I think I think I want to, you know, go towards marketing, more creative side. And then mm -hmm. obviously I ended here with an merge role where I can, you know, actually affect product and um, and select, you know, and curate, um, you know, lines and, and product for a specific um, uh, segment of consumers, which is super, super fun. Did you originally go to school? for fashion marketing anything like that or yeah. what what was your what was that first thing that you went to school for yeah engineers like you have you go to school <laughs> like go big <laughs> and i i don't know why but i i like i guess it's because you know the environment that you are and since i was a kid well yeah engineering engineering so you ended in i ended in engineering um yeah. and i was not that good at math i was not that good in science um, I don't know why I did that. I remember when I internally realized, like, what are you doing? Like, you don't like this. Like, you know you're not going to do anything with it. So I straight, I went, I remember I went straight to my um, chemistry uh, professor and I, I was like, you have been seeing my grades and I'm not performing really well. And it's because I don't like it. Like, this is not, yeah. and she was like, just move on, like quit and you know, find your, what you, what you would like to, to be. Um, and for me, that was the turning point. I was like, nah, I think I'm going to pursue something, you know, on the creative side that I think I could, yeah. I can be more, more, more dial in. When a lot of us get to that point as creatives, it's met with, um, let's just call it a wall, uh, yeah. especially from our circles, because in a sense, that circle is so used to going one way. And when we go to the left, it's like, whoa hold on yeah like that's not that's not a calculated risk right so how was that perceived when you said i'm not going to do engineering 
I'm going to go into marketing. So by then, I think life hits, hits hard. Um, and by then, um, I was basically on my own. Um, so mm-hmm. I was just taking decisions. Um, so I didn't have to tell anyone, like, I'm doing this. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, I'm doing this. I'm just hoping to that, that it works. But yeah, um, once I decide that, I think there was no like to the people that I that I and family that I that I speak to, they were like, sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah, go ahead and do it, yeah. You're on the island, you're pursuing something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You don't really know what that something is. You just like you know it's creative in some sort. Talk to me and tell me a little bit about you're on the island to today. Yeah. You're working for Crocs. Yeah. One of the the hottest brands going up i i know um for me it's a it has been a um a blessing really to to be part of uh, a a huge huge uh brand that has seen everything mm-hmm. um and has overcome too much um and uh and and seeing them like successfully like being a a you know top brand um i feel part of it yeah. Um, so it's crazy. Like I, I, I don't think I, I don't think I never thought that I will be part of, you know, one of the biggest brands for sure. That's something that I don't take for granted. Um, and I woke up every day, um, you know, being thankful to God that, you know, I've been, I've been, um, I'm in a position right now to, you know, to wake up every morning and not hate my job. Right. Um, just wake up. And it's like what I can like, what, what what i can what i can bring to the table that consumer will enjoy yeah um, and that's something fun right uh, i think that i encourage everyone that i speak to that you know do something that you like um it's a risk right uh, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day like it's your it's your happiness that you need to pursue um and uh, and, and by doing that you're going to make a lot of people like happy as well like mm-hmm. your surrounding will be also benefit um from from that decision so um i always try to you know encourage others like just do what you like um so every time every day that you wake up it's like let's let's rock the world (laughs) yeah absolutely that's awesome so the mindset is super super important for you and i think as uh creatives we tend to get away from our core belief um or beliefs when that mindset isn't right Uh, So when we talk about like your mindset or anything like that, do you have any practices that you like very much rely on? Do you do breath work? Do you go to church? Like what do you, what do you do for a lot of the mindset and the goal setting and everything like that? Yeah, good question. I'm I'm a person of faith. uh, So that, that moves me to everything Mm -hmm. I do. Um, And I think I always believe that everything happens for a reason. God puts you in a place that you need to be. Um, and I think um, that definitely um, mixed with, you know, hard work and, and trying to always excel um, and always try to improve. Right. I, I don't take criticism like as a bad, bad sign as people mm-hmm. think like, oh, maybe I'm not good. I always take it like, OK, that's another way to another area where I can improve. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and always try to, you know, uh, challenge myself. Um, so that's something that definitely um, um, has helped me to shape, uh, and to be the professional that I, that I am right now. Right now, 
sitting and doing this podcast yeah what can you improve on and and this match perfectly to what i said earlier i'm not very good at math right mm-hmm. um and that's something that took me a lot of time to like kind of build that you know knowledge and skill um where i can use it as i want um because yep. if i use it hating it i'm not gonna like it so it's like how i can use math and analytical side of me that can be fun and i think that's something that i always like daily try to challenge myself to be a little bit more analytically more in my work um and make it part of uh, of a habit where i can see it as part of my job and not that i hate to mm. so that's something that um definitely i always try to to improve at least on the professional side of it we're talking about footwear right now and your role and everything like that um, one of the hot topics is um, always surrounding collaborations and how collaborations are either um, being abused uh, with how many are coming out mm-hmm. or the right ones really stick with the right story and everything like that. Uh, so I want to ask you, and don't get yourself in trouble with your employer, um, but over the last few years, What's been a really big like footwear story that's really stood out to you and like made you kind of like want to buy or like very much interested in the products that were coming out? Yeah, I think I think and I'm going to be very like probably biased, um, but seeing what Jay Balvin did with Jordan, um, mm. I think for me that that put um, our our community um, in, in a very high standard. And I think that yeah. that was one of the collaborations that i i never expect uh to to see um same thing what uh benito is doing with um with adidas i mean those things are are amazing creative stories um that definitely and i remember the very first one the the, the jordans with what they called i um that's how we used to call it in puerto rico the rasta colors Oh yeah, <laughs> that uh, that that they release. Uh, I think it was amazing, and that's something that I was like, I think I'm not gonna have a hand on it. Um, but I'm so happy and so proud that that happened. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, those. I did see that he has another collaboration coming out um, with yeah. the Jordan Three, uh, yeah. which looks great. But I think what's really really cool and uh, what you're starting to see a lot more of is uh, the last. I think I read this headline a few weeks ago, um, but the uh, Latin music mar- market just went over a billion dollars. And um, you're starting to see a lot more brands take, take notice to our community and like the impact that it brings, the dollars that it brings, everything like that. Uh, you talk about math. Um, that's one of the things, obviously, that the brands really look at. Like, yeah, we'll highlight you, but like, is it going to make us money yes. at the end of the day? Unfortunately, that's how everything works. Yeah. So when it comes to like our communities, is there like a brand that you follow or anything like that, that you would love to see like kind of uplifted into a uh, J Balvin type of collaboration or Ben Benito collaboration yeah. or anything like that? Um, I think, and I'm seeing um, this happening. And I get super happy, super excited uh, to see many, many brands, global brands, um, you know, partnering and collaborating with um, uh, uh, with Latinos artists 
um, Latinos and Latinas artists. Um, yeah. and I can speak for 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 Crocs, uh, the one with uh, Bad Bunny and the one with Carol G. Uh, yeah. Those were super super um, uh, successful ones. Um, I I'll say that um, the ones that recently happened with Reebok and Anuel, um, yeah. I mean, those are being like, you know, very, very big as well. So I think like, I'm very excited for all the brands that really represent and connect with our community because at the end of the day, we also are part of their, you know, of their success. So, um, seeing that happening, um, in the industry, it's, it's just amazing to, to see. So uh, I'm super excited that, you know, uh, many brands are actually paying attention to what uh, we're bringing to the table as a as a as a big community, as a big part uh, a big part of the U.S. Uh, consumers. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So put us on. Like, is there a brand from the island that we should be on the lookout for? Um, I've been out from the island for the last uh, eight years, so I'm definitely yeah. out. But I have heard great things about. Uh, um, Fresh, which is a local brand in Puerto Rico, have great things, and I have a couple of uh, swags uh, from them. Um, there is a uh, brand called, um, I think, Mofongo Kicks, mm-hmm. um, that I recently purchased a shirt uh, that is good quality. They're doing great things, uh, and uh, I think those two for me have stood out uh, the most lately. So. I have one more question for you that I really want. I'm really intrigued to hear what your answer is. What makes you strange on purpose? So I think my background um, and and where I come from, um, you know, I'm very proud from um, to be from Puerto Rico. I don't shy away from it. Um, And it's actually, um, I actually embrace it. And um, because I know that I will bring a different point of view um, to that to that room or to that, or to that meeting. Right. Um, and I think that makes me, I'm um, strange on purpose for sure. <laughs>